When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Keep Watch Pass. We have our second episode with the one and only Gomez from the Sleevy G Show. Gomez, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Oh man, I'm so excited tonight. I can't thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been a while, but uh, you know, I've been catching up on a lot of the shows, which have been some good ones. And uh, you know, what can I say? I'm I'm excited always to come on and share share an episode with you, Jay. Now, I'm going to apologize to you in advance for the movies that you are having to watch for the upcoming end of 2023 Grading on a Curve special. Um, spoiler note, Gomez may not like me after watching those films. Gomez already watched two of them and he's ready to bury himself. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into when you said yes. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> so... Gomez has given us a wonderful topic for this week. We are going through movies starring the one and only Nicole Kidman. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to go through her filmography and we are going to pick three films. A keep, a watch, and a pass. The keep is a movie that we hold in utter high regard. Watch is a movie that we're like, yeah, okay, cool. It's on. You know, I'm not changing the channel. And the pass... Oh, the pass is one we would actually prefer not to watch. I guess, that's as rough as and harsh as I'm going to be with Nicole Kidman because her filmography doesn't exactly give you a lot of films to to poo-poo on. There is one. <laughs> you you took right on one. There is one. There is one. All right. So you picked the actress, so you get to start. What is your keep movie starring Nicole Kidman? My keep movie... We're going to go back. When we're talking back, we're going way back. We're talking 1983. Her first major movie role, but not in America, in Australia. And oh. that movie is BMX Bandits. Oh, God. Yes. That is just a movie that still holds the heart to me to this day, like the movie Rad. I could watch it and never get sick of it. And... And just seeing a young Nicole Kidman, which looked to be a reddish hairish Nicole Kidman, still, mm, what can I say? That's when I fell in love with her back in that movie, when I was just a knee duck in a short high. <laughs> Let's see here. 80s, BMX. I mean, just, just the phrase BMX alone screams 80s, and it's oh, like... Yeah. But but that's the thing. Like when when you think about like she had a decent filmography before really breaking into the North American mm-hmm. market. You know, of course that was you know around the time of Days of Thunder when that came out and she was in there. Um, and then the beginning yeah. of you know the, her marriage her to Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. Cruise, yep. So actually, her her first her first American movie wasn't Days of Thunder though. Those I think it was the first one that she got wide acclaim for. Yes, yes, but she was in like Dead Calm in 89. Mm-hmm. 
I think she did Emerald City in 88. Okay. So she did two before she became really known in Days of Thunder. Yeah. And then it just kind of exploded after that because let's be honest, you know, when, when you're in a Tony Scott film, it's it's going to be big. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So for me, my keep movie, this one's a no-brainer. It's to die for. First of all, the fact that you have this, you know, very dark tale that's actually, you know, based in real life. Um, you have her as a weather reporter in a small town, you know, that whole big fish in a small pond kind of thing and using her local celebrity to, to get people to do things, you know, basically commit crimes for her, commit murder for her. And like, she knows exactly how to play the media. She knows how to get away with it. And like, it, it's a, again, a stellar cast. Oh, yeah. You got Joaquin Phoenix, you got Matt Dillon, you have Ileana Douglas, you've got Casey Affleck, Kurt Wood Smith, Dan Hedaya, like all of these actors, absolute stellar, stellar cast, right? You got Gus Van Zant behind the yeah. lens directing this. Like and she was She killed pitch, it. Yeah, she was pitch perfect. Did she get an she got an Emmy nod for that, didn't she? Uh, I don't know if, well, she, she, if she got an Oscar a nomination for that. Or an Oscar, I mean, but I think she, she got a nod for something on that movie. I just can't remember. It should be noted, though, that at the AFI 100-year celebration, the 100 Heroes and Villains, Suzanne Stone, the character that she played, was nominated for one of those villains. And I, I, I don't... I, I don't disapprove of that of that nomination. Like she, because it was such a sociopathic performance, and not maybe what you would have expected out of Nicole Kidman at the time. But it showed her utter range, her total mm -hmm. acting range. It was one of those movies that she, yeah, she has a couple of movies that shows her total acting range, and that's one of them. Oh, absolutely. So I know you agree with me that To Die For was a good film. It was. We're good. Very good. We're good. I'm not sure if you're going to agree with me on my watch film. Okay, well, what is your watch film? My watch film is a film that I have actually talked about on It's Not That Bad Already. It's Batman Forever. Now, let let me let me justify this for you here. Let me justify this for you here. I am fully fully aware that Val Kilmer is not the best Bruce Wayne. He was horrible. I actually didn't mind him as Batman, but he was a horrible Bruce Wayne. I didn't like him as Batman either. No, I get that. I get that. I'd rather have George Clooney. I recognize that Tommy Lee Jones was a piss poor Two-Face. I thought he was a good Two-Face. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, no, don't no, get me wrong. Adam Eckhart and Christian Bale were great. And uh, uh, Heath Ledger as Joker, but... For for a comedic version of Batman, I thought Tommy Lee Jones was good. The problem is, is that Tommy Lee Jones was trying to do the same same shtick that Jim Carrey was doing, and Jim Carrey was doing it better as the Riddler. And that's that's what I love about him. But the thing is, Two Face was never that kind of character. But I mean, this this is this is you know. Not not painting the picture here is why this is my Nicole Kidman film, because let's be honest. As Chase Meridian, as Dr. Chase Meridian in this film, Nicole Kidman, I am, I'm going to put this out there and I'm curious your thought on this because 
yes, I have to admit, in the on the Mount Rushmore of Hollywood redheads, Nicole Kidman to me is up there. I would suggest to you that in this film, as Dr. Chase Meridian, this may be her most attractive look on screen. But the thing is, she actually pulled this off very well. The fact that she's a psychologist who's fascinated with bats, who's fascinated with dual personality, and you she's dealing with Bruce Wayne, who's bad. And very attractive. Yeah. But the thing is, is that she played it. Yes, I recognize that Joel, this was the beginning of the Joel Schumacher era of Batman, and he was going for a more Adam West-esque tone to his horrible. Batman films. Yeah, horrible. You know, just, I just can't get the, it's boiling acid out of my head. But it's campy as hell. It is fun. And she's awesome in it. I'll give you that much. If I remember correctly, I think she was actually my MVP from this film. She was. She wasn't just an MVP. She was a star of that whole movie. But also that being said, uh, if it wasn't her, then I know who it was. And it was probably Michael Goff, who, of course, played Alfred and was the only, aside from the guy who played, um, I think it was Eckhart. No, no, it was the, it was the guy who played um, Jim King. Gordon. The guy played uh, oh. yeah, the only two people who were in all of the first four Batman films, mm-hmm. the two Tim Burtons and the two Joel Schumachers was Michael Goff and the guy who played Jim Gordon. I would say that um, Chris O'Donnell did a good job in that movie. I don't think he needed Robin. But that, but actually, I didn't mind the Robin backstory being intertwined with that. It was so much better than, you know, Batman, or Batman and Robin. So much better than Batman, that one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, no, never mind. I, I still enjoy Batman Forever. I, I think it's a good one. But for you, what's your watch film? My watch film... We're going to go back to 1990. Days of Thunder. Her <laughs> first well-known movie, as we talked about it before. And where she met her famous husband, Tom Cruise. Still jealous of that. <laughs> um, she was a doctor in this movie, too. Go figure. We talked about two movies with she being a doctor. Right. She's Dr. Claire Lewicki. Now, the background of the story is that Cole Trickle, a.k.a. Tom Cruise, is the hottest NASCAR rookie. And he's won an impressive five out of six races. And at Daytona, he gets into the worst, probably one of the worst car accidents that you would never survive in real life. But this is where we're talking NASCAR, so they have to make the cars really safe. And as we all know, only one person has died that I know of watching NASCAR for many years was Dale Earnhardt Sr. And that was a freak accident alone. But, um, you know, he's all banged up. He can't see. He's never seen his doctor. I remember the team when he won his first race in Darlington. They uh, dressed up a pretty hot highway patrol officer and, you know, get up and kind of seduced him. You know what I mean? And the best answer is like, Doc, I know what you would like. Takes her hand and puts her right in his favorite area. It's just like, it's not one of my specialties, but I don't mind that once in a while. So she, that's where she probably fell in love with him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know she again amazing actress in this movie because she she plays the love interest but she also plays the badass doctor she's also the warrior 
you know, she she did it all in this movie too. She, it showed again how good of an actress she really could be. Oh, I mean, I I remember when we were actually covering um, Days of Thunder for the podcast recently, and the fact that she was able to bring a level of I'm not gonna say maturity. But her character was definitely much more mature than the other characters that she was dealing with. And, yeah. you know, bring a little bit of prestige acting to this. And, and rather than just make it a, you know, a hoo kind of film. Uh, for the record, by the way, Dale Earnhardt was the last NASCAR driver to die on the track, at least. Mm-hmm. And that happened yes. back in 2001. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even in around those that time, like you had uh, Gary Adcox, who had passed away in uh, 1989, uh, mm. J.D. McDuffie in 91. You know, yep. So, I mean, they, they've done a very good job of, of kind of cutting that back. You see it mo- a little bit more... Um, at least more recently on the IndyCar circuit, of course, I think the one that stands out for me was Dan Weldon. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a dangerous sport. And the fact that it in is. this film, you had uh, Cole Trickle coming in from open wheel going into NASCAR. So, yeah. you know, there there was a lot... If you were a racing fan, there was a lot for you in this. Mm-hmm. It was so much better than the Sylvester Stallone-driven film, that's for sure. Yeah, I actually liked that movie, too. Oh. I know, but it it's it holds. I don't know why I love that movie, but I'll say this: the um, the director Don Simpson was actually a driver in the movie. There was a lot of love for this, and really, uh, what uh, you know, my my guest on that episode had mentioned was that the fact that this was very much kind of like the tale of Hendrick Motorsports. Mm-hmm. So you had you know the basis in. You know, a, a real life team. So there was a yeah. lot of aspects that were definitely going to be good about it. Um, and you could see how a movie like Days of Thunder probably influenced a lot of the first Cars film as well. Yeah. And on top of it, Hendrick still owns the uh, the 46 City Chevrolet, mm-hmm. the 51 Mellow Yellow car. And I think he kept the 46 uh, Superflow car too. So oh, wow. he still has all the originals from the movie. Yeah, if I mean, if you like car racing movies, this is this, this is, is definitely it. one to watch. Uh, and, I don't know if it's it though. No, but I'll tell you this: there's a rumor going that he's bringing back Days of Thunder too. He apparently, apparently, um, there's talks about partnering up with maybe par- uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount's definitely pushing for this one as well. Yeah. I just I just wonder how a Days of Thunder 2 would actually go. Uh, the thing is, though, when they started filming that movie, um, the script wasn't finished. And it kind of showed a little bit, but but I, I agree that it's, a, it's an enjoyable watch film. I think that part two, you're going to see him retire as a race car driver, finally. You know, he's won all the championships. Him and Rowdy are no longer, you know, our best friends. And I think they're going to form a team together. I think that's what Days of Thunder 2 is going to focus, is getting two rivals together. Top Gun Maverick in cars. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. All right, so now it's come time, you know, to to, to hit the the dregs. You said there was one film that's your mm-hmm. pass. So what is that Nicole Kidman pass film? Two thousand five Bewitched. Okay, I'll I'll admit I have not watched that one yet. It was horrible. I, I it's listen, Will Ferrell, I love you. You should have never been in that movie with Nicole Kidman. That was the worst movie ever. It just. She tried to do that thing with her nose, you know, as the witch. And you know what? Just leave, should have just left that as a TV show. That should have never been touched with a 20-foot pole. There's always that risk of taking a beloved TV property and trying to turn it into a big screen adaptation. And the thing is, I, f- I find it sometimes works best when you when you kind of go with the opposite direction of what the original series was like. You know, you think about Starsky and Hutch, right? Mm. Not the best movie, but I mean, I think if you had taken the original template for Starsky and Hutch and tried to make that into a movie that that was similar in tone, it wouldn't work well. Look at Twenty One Jump Street. That was funny though, right? Because but, they brought, but they brought back the original cast members too. Well, they did in Starsky and Hutch well, as well. Yeah, they did, but they did it wrong though. Okay. I think they did it wrong in Starsky and Hutch. Listen, I thought the Ben I thought Ben Seller's character was great. I think they did a great job, but the problem is is that the storyline was so bad that it didn't make sense. Like but 21 Jump Street. Snoop Dogg is Huggy Bear. Yes, I get it. Snoop Dogg made the movie. <laughs> but you know, when you look at 21 Jump Street, you get older people trying to be high school kids. And I think they did they portrayed that pretty damn good. Especially when they shot a piece of anatomy off the one guy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I, I like that movie a lot, too. But Bewitched should have never been touched. Some of these movie classics that you've seen, you know, like growing up, I, I you know, I always thought it would be great to have a Knight Rider movie or an Airwolf movie or, well, we had the Dukes of Hazard movie. We already know how that went. But, you know, it's just sometimes the nostalgia is there. And they're trying to do the right thing, but it just, as much as I want to see a Knight Rider movie, I I just don't know if it would be good. You you had me at Airwolf. You did. Do, 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 do. Get that Jen Michael Vincent action going there. But the thing is, like, the Brady Bunch, I think, did a decent translation to to more modern film. I thought Shelley Long was horrible. Yeah, but she fit the role perfectly. I mean, she did. But but 
there's always going to be there's always going to be that comparison to the original show and the yeah. why and the why are you crapping on something that was so good for so long like i get it it's a risk but it's a decent i i, I mean again i think I nicole kimmon was probably a perfect cast for that role but maybe the execution was not good and I, and I say that having not watched the film the execution sucked okay i i mean i would still watch it i'm curious I now. Would, listen you need this is metamucil uh milk of magnesia powdered crap and there's no ammonia ad that's how bad this one is oh wow this this is this is Mr. Hanky Christmas Proof coming up saying, don't watch this. <laughs> you might want to pick another movie. <laughs> I, that's pretty much what he would be saying. Oh, that was horrible. I, I, I couldn't do it. No, never again. Okay. Um, I, I, I know in a previous Keep Watch Pass episode, I may have skirted the line into maybe revoking my... my film aficionado card Uh oh! but i'm gonna do it again and i i say that because my past movie for nicole kidman is eyes wide shut oh god yeah i'm 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 gonna say something that might be a little on the controversial side i don't get the stanley kubrick love I don't. Neither do I. When we did the um, movies that had numbers in the title, my past movie mm-hmm. was 2001 and Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I found it boring as crap. You know? mm-hmm. you know, and the, I didn't even have, you know, I, I had never read the Arthur C. Clarke novel that it was based on. So it's not even like I had that, that image of what it should have been based on what I read. No, 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 no. Right. I went into it completely unknowing, and it was crap. It was yeah. boring as hell. Yeah, it was about as boring as the first Star Trek film. The thing with Eyes Wide Shut is that it's almost like it tries too hard to be mm-hmm. edgy. It tries too hard to paint people in this, you know, just sad state of affairs. Oh, and yeah. you also had. What I'm going to call the Gili effect is that you had, you know, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in a movie and they were married. And the whole idea was like, yeah, and Stanley Kubrick's giving them this like really dark and hot kind of tale to go. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. And then I watched it and it's like, I'm really out. I stopped watching five minutes into it. Like it was, it's, it drags. It's boring. Mm-hmm. I find it pretentious. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't see a redeeming quality in this film. I've, and I and I I'm sorry dear listeners if you like Stanley Kubrick films. I'm sorry if you hold him up as the pinnacle of film directing. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it and that's okay. You don't have to like everyone's work. That's completely yeah. fine. Eyes wide shut for me. It's a hard pass. Big time. I can't believe I just poo pooed on on eyes wide shut and and that's the thing. 
Stanley Kubrick is long up there on like people will sit there and say he's on the Mount Rushmore of film directors and no, he's, he, not. he's not not for me not for me either he's not up there with me not for me by the way and I, and I need to put this out there okay just to put this into perspective okay if you're taking a look at the films of Stanley Kubrick and only the films of Stanley Kubrick on Rotten Tomatoes this film is tied for his worst reviewed film it still doesn't qualify for it's not that bad. It says that it's 75%. That's tied with 1953's Fear and Desire. Mm-hmm. But on Metacritic, it is his, again, second worst reviewed film on Metacritic at sitting at 68. At 66 is The Shining. Really? Yeah. I was surprised. I love that movie. But I, I wonder how much of those reviews is based in hindsight and some of the backlash that they're getting for the for the treatment of Shelley Duvall on set. True. So True. I can see how it being like one of those uh, one of those things where they sit there and say, "Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be liking this film so much." Yeah, I can see that. I, I can't see that. All right, Gomez. For our listeners, let's go through the list. What are your keep, watch, and pass movies with starring Nicole Kidman? BX, BMX Bandits, Days of Thunder, and Bewitches the Pooper Shooper. And for me, my keep film is To Die For. My watch film is Batman Forever. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. <laughs> and my pass film is Eyes wide shut gomez thank you so much for this little trip down nicole kidman road here before we go please let our listeners know all about the sleepy g show and where they can find it and you out there on the interwebs well sleepy g show is just a fun loving show i have some awesome interviews definitely raised awareness of some people uh definitely had some great local local new jersey celebrities come on the show as i keep working to up my game a little bit hopefully one day um talk about music we talk about sports video games jason's been on on episode three we talked tony hawk uh the video game and the movies and the music i mean um just a lot of fun you can definitely find my blogs on sleevygpodcast.com or hook up that link tree uh slash sleevyg79 uh you'll find me on youtube sleevyg x sleevyg underscore you'll find me everywhere you'll, you'll get connected with Linktree, and you'll see me everywhere all right, man. Thank you so much. And you know that no matter the show and no matter the subject matter, whether it be music, movies, or whatever, there is a mic waiting for you to fill the seat anytime. Nice. And to you, our listeners, you guys know the drill. If there is a, a subject out there that you would like to hear our keep, watch, and pass picks for, hit us up on social media at NotThatBadCast or go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. You can find all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube if you happen to like listening to them with a still image of that. But that's okay. We will, we'll take your listens wherever you give them to us. Gomez, thank you so much. Listeners, you guys are awesome. This is keep watch pass see you next time take care it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 